Our topic this week is entitled Right, 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 Wrong, Wrong, Right, Wrong, Wrong. Okay, so we'll get into that in a little bit. We're going to start off with Genesis chapter 4. In the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but to Cain and to his offering, he did not respect. So we see here this and between their name, representing who they are, their motives, their intent, their thoughts, and then their actions. Okay, so uh, God respected Abel and his offering, and Cain, and not Cain, and his offering. And so that's what we're going to be looking at today. We're going to be looking at these two men, Cain and Abel, and their motives and their action. And not only them, but we're going to do a scanning through the Bible of people's motives and their actions. Okay, so the motive was good, right. If their action was good, right. If their motive was bad, wrong. If their action was right, right. So right, right, wrong, right. Right, wrong, wrong, wrong. Got it? Okay, so I'm going to need your help with this, but that doesn't mean I'm giving the microphone away. All right, so all I'm asking from you is a right or a wrong, right? And if you really feel you need to say something, you know, like he was jealous or whatever, you know, three words is all you get, right? Not a sermon from the pulpit here. Anything that I can just, you know, three words, I can repeat it for for those on our live stream and and for the recording. But uh, if you want to talk, Come on Tuesday night for the Bible study. It's live. It's interactive. Everyone gets to talk and share and uh, their thoughts and their opinions and their questions on the text at hand. But for tonight, just right, wrong, and very limited. Okay? All right. So let's look at Abel. We'll start with Abel. His motive of bringing a lamb sacrifice or a blood sacrifice, an animal sacrifice to the Lord was his motive good? Okay, so you say right. And his action? It was the right action. Okay, let's see what the computer says. You got it right. All right, right. So the right motive, at least as far as we know, right? The right motive and the right action. All right, so let's try a little harder one. Let's try Cain. Okay? All right, so Cain, his motive? Wrong motive. I'm seeing a lot of this. I guess that's wrong, right? So this just means wrong. Okay. All right. So wrong. And his action? Oh, boy. We've got a little bit of contention here. All right. Okay. All right. So, so it seems like the majority were saying that his motives were right. Oh, I'm sorry. His motives were wrong. And that his actions, some were saying right, some were saying wrong. Right? Okay. Did I get that correct? All right, let's see what the computer says. Motive, right? If his motive was, I mean, he built the altar, he burnt the fire, brought wood, made a fire, brought offering to the Lord, gave the offering to the Lord, right? He didn't say he was giving it to Baal. It didn't say he was giving it to himself, right? Or or those that would give him back. He wasn't selling it in the market. He was bringing, he was going to offer it to God, right? So if his motive was to bring an offering to God, if that was his motive, 
But his action was, it was the wrong offering. Right? It wasn't a blood offering. It wasn't an uh, offering representing the Messiah and his sacrifice in our behalf. So then it would be wrong action, right motive. But if his motive really was to give an offering to God, then when he's rebuked, he would have said, oh, how stupid I was. I brought the wrong offering. I didn't know better. I should have known better. I did know better and I didn't do it right. Please forgive me. Here, I'll go and trade and get a lamb and I'll bring the right offering, right? But he doesn't do that. So most likely his motive was wrong. <laughs> he wasn't doing it for God. He was doing it for some other reason. Otherwise, he would have repented and his action was wrong because it was the wrong offering, okay? All right, let's look at Eve. Eve taking the fruit, her motive for taking the fruit, wrong motive, and her actions, wrong. Okay, survey says, Wrong and wrong. All right, you got that right. Okay, so our motive was to be like God or to have more knowledge and be exalted and it was pleasing to the eye and it looked uh, good to eat. And so our motives were wrong and her action was certainly wrong. God said, do not eat of that. And so that was wrong. How about Adam taking the fruit from Eve? Motive? Wrong. Okay. And his actions? Wrong. Wrong. Okay. Or blue. That means we weren't sure. Yeah. So it depends on his motive, right? If his motive was, well, if my wife's going to die, I'm going to die with her. I'm going to sacrifice myself and die with her as well, right? Out of love for his wife, right? Who wouldn't say that someone's motive would be pure and right if their wife is out there dying, drowning in the sea, and he swims out there and dies with her, right? Wouldn't that be a noble thing, you know? <laughs> but then he would be putting his wife above God, right? So then his motives would still be wrong, right? And his actions were wrong because God didn't ask him to die with Eve. He asked him to live for him, right? So really it'd be red, red. Okay, how about Abraham and Sarah with their plan to take Hagar and for Abraham to have a child with Hagar? Motive? Wrong motive? Got one right? Right now in motives? I'm getting a little bit of mix there. Action? Wrong action? Okay, let's see what the computer says. Motive was right. What was their motive? God said we're going to have a child and he's going to be a blessing and then all the families of the earth are going to be blessed through this child and so we need to have a child and God thought, you know, obviously I'm too old and I can't do it so we're going to have to come up with another plan to, uh, to fulfill the promise, right? So if their motive was to fulfill God's promise, then their motive would have been good. But their action was not because they needed to wait on the Lord because nothing is impossible with the Lord. And adultery is always wrong, right? So the action is wrong, but their motive was, you know, um, not to just satisfy Abraham, but to have a child to continue God's line and for the Messiah, the seed, to come through Abraham's line. That was their motive, at least that's what it seems.
So it's not so easy. This whole motive thing, judging people's motives is not so easy, right? We, a lot of times we haven't been fully in agreement even among ourselves here. And so that's why we cannot judge other people's motives. Okay, how about Abraham offering up Isaac as his sacrifice? Kill his son. Motive? Right? Okay. His actions? Right? Okay. All right, good. All right, so next time I hear someone who's having trouble with their kid, I'll say, just kill him. <laughs> and just tell, tell the police, you know, hey, my, my motive was right. I was just following Abraham's example here, and, you know, that was okay. The congregation said it was the right thing to do. And so, would that fly? <laughs> no. But it was right because God said so, right? And so if someone tells you, God told me to kill my kid, well, then, hey, how can you argue with that, right? I have a lot of people who tell me, God told me. Well, you know, <laughs> good enough for Abraham. <laughs> but yep, so biblically, right motive, just wanting to serve God. And certainly his own will was not wanting to do that, but he was wanting to obey God and follow God. And thus his action was good, and then his action was better when the angel said, don't do it, and he stopped. <laughs> okay, how about Lot's wife? Motive for wanting to go look back and longing for the city? Wrong motive, and her action? Wrong motive, comes a pillar of salt. All right, wrong, wrong, right, yep. So it wasn't that she was caring about the people, oh, the poor people are dying, oh no. She wanted the stuff, right? She wanted the city, right? She wanted the life of the city and the world, right? So her motive was wrong and her action was wrong. Whereas if she did have a concern for the people and was sad that the people were dying and turned back and longing for them and missing them, well, her motive would have been right. Action still would have been wrong. She still would have become a pillar of salt. Okay, next. Well, we have them up again. Oop. How about... How about their children, their two daughters, having sex with the father, getting him drunk, and having sex with him? Motive? Okay, I'm getting mostly wrong, some right. Action? Wrong action? Okay, so incest is wrong. Motive right. If their motive was, the whole world has been destroyed, right? I mean, they didn't have any other way of knowing, right? They weren't able to check anything out and, and, and hear from anyone else. As far as they saw, Everything they knew, the whole world was destroyed except us. We're the only three left. And in, other, in order to keep uh, humanity alive and to be able to have children survive, we need to have children, if that was their motive. I don't think their motive was to just have sex with their dad, right? Um, so if their motive was to try and keep, the, keep humanity alive, and, and the motive might have been right, and their action definitely would be wrong no matter what the case. Okay. All right, then uh, let's see. This is Rebecca. Rebecca getting water for the camels of Eliezer. 
Right, right? Okay, looks like we got agreement on that. It takes a lot of water to water those camels. I think it's like 30 trips <laughs> for one camel. Right? It's a lot. Right, right. Now, one of her motive was she saw that he had these rings and these jewelry and this money and this jewelry. She says, hey, this guy, he's got to have a rich kid somewhere that he's coming to look for a wife for, right? If then her motive would have been wrong, right? Now, kind of a similar story. Uh, Jacob, he's out at a well, right? And uh, what was it? Rachel comes along and they say, uh, this stone takes three men to move. Jacob says, not with Rachel around, and he just, you know, pushes that stone over all by himself, right? So his motive was, he might not have done that for Leah, right? You know, he might not have done that for someone else. Right? He might not have done that for some old guy, right? But for Rachel, he did it, right? So another kind of story like that is Moses. Moses, right, protecting the Zipporah and uh, be able to get, so they could get water for their animals. So again, it depends on his motives. Would he do the same for someone else, or did he do it for her? <laughs> so again, the motives, it's so easy for us to justify our motives. And to come up with what seems like a good motive, but is really not a right motive in God's eyes. All right, so how about Moses? Killing the Egyptian. Motive. Right motive? Okay, action? Wrong. Okay. What if he lived in Florida? <laughs> and he saw someone getting beaten by somebody else. And he goes and kills that Peter, that bad guy. How would be judged in court? If he's judged according to the law in Florida... He was defending someone. That's right. That's a, uh, it falls under um, stand your own. Stand your ground. Stand your ground. Yes, that was, thank you. Stand your ground is not only for yourself, but if you see someone else who's getting hurt, you're allowed to stand their ground for them, and uh, at least here in Florida. Right? And so if he saw someone getting beaten, and this, kid, this guy is going to, this slave, this, this Jewish slave is getting beaten, going to get killed or whipped or hurt, and he goes to protect that person, motive could have been right, and then in that case, his action would have been right. But biblically, historically, his motives might have been right, again, to stop the hurt and stop the pain. Uh, but his actions were wrong because that was not the way God was wanting to work his deliverance. And as a result of this, he has to leave Egypt and it sets everything back 40 years. Who knows what God's original plan was. Maybe it was for him to become the Pharaoh or so high up that he could have just liberated the Jewish people in a lot easier way or who knows. But but this certainly throws it off for a long time. And a lot of beatings then take place over a 40-year period of time, and he's not able to help anyone. So again, even the actions can be tricky, depending on the circumstance and the situation. Again, like I said, here in Florida, an action like that could have been to help somebody and, and totally legal and justifiable. But under those circumstances and in that situation, no way. Okay, how about Aaron's sons? They brought an offering. Uh, they brought fire to burn the altar of incense, which was to be burning and to 
have the prayers going up before and the incense going up in the holy place. And so they brought fire in and God killed them. Motives? Strange fire, right. Strange fire, they bring strange fire in. Motive? Wrong. Action? Wrong. They were bringing an offering, they were bringing a fire. Oh, the computer said you were right. <laughs> because their motive, because if their motive was right, their action would have been right, they were not bringing the fire from the altar, from the coals from the altar. There were two altars. The first altar, as you came into the temple, the sanctuary had where the animals were offered. And thus, those coals were from the burning of the animals. So while the blood was poured out around the altar, there's always some blood left, and it's burned, and the animal is being burned and turned to ashes and coming down upon, and their fat coming down upon the coals. So those coals are saturated in the sacrifice. Blood-covered, sacrifice-covered, Messiah-covered coals. And those are the coals that will be taken into the holy place and placed on the altar of incense for burning the incense on. Thus the prayers are used with, with the prayers are ascending and the incense is burning with coals that have been covered with the sacrifice. So that's why like when we pray, in Yeshua's name, right? It's not our prayers, but it's in his righteousness. It's being covered in him. And they didn't use those coals. They went and got some strange fire from some fire pit somewhere, some barbecue somewhere, and brought it into the sanctuary and used that in place of it. And so they were just disregarding God's word. They didn't care. They were being flippant about the whole thing. And so their action was wrong. Now they were fulfilling the duties of the of the Cohen, and so in that sense, you know, they were doing their job, but they weren't doing it right. And God took them out of the way because of the wrong example it was being to others. Okay, Balaam going to beating the donkey and going to curse the children of Israel. Motive? Wrong. His action, wrong. How about when he said the blessings? He ended up blessing Israel three different times. Motive? Motive was wrong, okay. When he's going to bless Israel, his motive? It's got real quiet in here. <laughs> Heart was wrong, motive was wrong. And his action? Right. Also wrong, but, but right. Some were saying right, some were saying wrong. He's blessing Israel. Right. It was the Holy Spirit speaking through him. It wasn't him. He didn't want to do it. It wasn't him. He wanted to get the money. Right? He didn't want to bless Israel. He wanted to curse them in order to get the money. And it was God speaking through him, just like God spoke through the donkey. Right, so it really wasn't him that pronounced the blessing. So his motives were wrong and his actions were wrong. Okay, here's a good one. Saul going to the witch of Endor in order to hear from God. He wanted to talk to Samuel, the prophet, so that God would be able to communicate 
through him. God wasn't communicating. He wanted to hear from God, and yet he went to a witch to do so. Motives? Wrong. Actions? Wrong. Okay. Again, as I painted the picture there, if his motive was to hear from God, what's wrong with that? Well, the action, okay, we're separating actions from motive. If his motive is to hear from God, what's wrong with that? That's his action. Going to the witch is his action. Okay, we've got to separate motive from action. You've got to understand there's two separate things, right? So if his motive is to go and hear from God, is there anything wrong with that? He knew not to go, and he went, but that's actions, right? But if his motive, is his heart, is desiring to hear from God. Okay, all right, all right. So if his motive was only to protect himself in the war and not for the greater good of the whole nation, then his motive would have been right, right? Oh, right, I'm uh, wrong, correct, right. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, so we don't know someone's motive, that's the point, right? We don't know other people's motives. And their motives can be wrong even when their actions are clearly wrong. And if his motive was right, if he really did want to hear from God, and he went and he repented and he said, God, I've been foolish. I've made mistake after mistake after mistake. I've been in rebellion against you. I, I didn't wait for Samuel to come that time. And I didn't kill all those that you told me to kill. And I yielded to the people who wanted stuff. And, and I, I was afraid of the people and I was afraid of the other king. And, and I wanted all this glory and I was afraid of Goliath. And I was angry and jealous of David. And I confess all of this stuff and I confess and I... I want you to forgive me, and I go to the temple, he goes to the sanctuary, and he has them offer the right lamb in his behalf, and, and he accepts God's forgiveness. Would God communicate with him? No, but if he just did that, he didn't go to the witch, but just went to the temple, prayed for the right sacrifice, confessed his sins, would God want to communicate with him? Yes, right, right. But he didn't do that, right? right? So if he really wanted to hear from God, he should have done those things. But he didn't. So sometimes the actions reveal the motives. So if, again, he was wanting to hear from God, his motive would have been good. But it doesn't seem that that was really the case. Right? Okay, how about Jonah? Jonah going to Nineveh. Not when he's running going away from Nineveh, but when he goes to Nineveh, and he goes and he just gets spit out of the whale. He has that repentance experience and that prayer in the belly of the whale, and he's going to Nineveh, and he goes and preaches to Nineveh. His motive. Wrong? Right? Wrong? Wrong? His action? Right? Right action? Wrong motive, right? Because he really didn't care about the people in Nineveh, right? He wanted them to die. He just wanted to go and tell them so. I'm going, God's going to get you. I can't wait to see it. Right? So he didn't have a heart for them. He didn't care about them at all. His motive was totally wrong, but his action was right. He did go, and he did preach, and he did bring about uh, repentance. I would say that 
God motivated him. Yeah, God motivated him in a big way, right? Yeah, but the motive here would have been fear, fear of God doing something even worse. He might put me in a crocodile next time. Who knows? You know, so. Okay, oh, this is a good one. Uzzah. So David is wanting the Ark of the Covenant to come to Jerusalem, and uh, he sends out some people, and they go and put it on a cart, and the oxen are, and some people around it, and the oxen are walking along, and they hit a ditch or something like that, and they begin to stumble, and the cart begins to totter, teeter, totter, and the ark is sliding off, and Uzzah reaches out, and he protects it from falling off, and he dies. Okay, did I tell that right? Okay, motive. Right motive? Action? Wrong. Wrong motive, okay. Let's see. Yes, right, right motive. Wrong action, right? If it wasn't taught to protect God's thing, you know, the Ark of the Covenant, uh, but the action was wrong because he wasn't to touch it. Now, really, the wrong was not so much on us as the wrong was on David because the Bible doesn't say put it on a cart and have oxen, but have the Levites carry it. And the next time around, that is what they end up doing. And then they read the Bible and found out the right way to do it. But David's motive would have been right also. I want the ark here. I want to build the temple and have God's presence here. Unfortunately, Uzzah bore the brunt of that. And so his action was wrong, uh, even though his motive could have been right. And that's where, you know, it's got to be both, right? It's got to be both. In the judgment, you've got to have the right motive and the right action. People say, oh, well, my heart was in the right place. God knows my heart. And the heart is not enough. It needs to be followed with the right action. And the right action with the wrong motive is not good either. Won't be enough. How about the Good Samaritan? Helped out this person who was beaten. Motive? Good motive. Right? Even gave extra money and said, I'll come back and whatever. And he wasn't looking for some reward, or maybe this is some rich guy's son or something like that. And his action? Right, right action. Okay, now how about the uh, Levite and the Cohen who passed by before that? Their motives. Wrong. Wrong motives and their actions? Wrong. Wrong. Now what if their motive was, I'm on my way to the temple, I'm in schedule to be the Kohen Gadol, the high priest right now, or I've got this position to place, and I've got to go there, and I've got to present the Lord to the people, and I have to offer the sacrifices so they can receive forgiveness of sins, and if I touch this man, the blood, I will be defiled, and I won't be able to serve for, I forget, however long, and so I, I can't help him right now. Hopefully someone else will come along, or as soon as I get to a phone, I'll call in and get someone to come and, and help him out. Oh, obedience is more important than sacrifice, yes. But would his motives have been right? Well, we don't know the story. We don't know what went through their minds. All we know is they walked past, right? They could have thought, oh, my, this might be a setup. This guy might not really be hurt. He might have just put some blood on him, and maybe the bad guys are just in the hills waiting. You know, they put a pretty girl with a flat tire, and the bad guys are just in the bushes there, right? I'm not going to stop and, and go and help these guys, Right? Maybe fear, maybe motives. You should have told the story. The motive. They had wrong motives and wrong actions. Well, Yeshua doesn't get into their motives. He just really tells their actions. 
But it's so easy for us to justify our actions. Oh, I've got an appointment. I got all these people waiting for me. I got a plane to catch. I can't stop right now. Actually, that looks pretty dangerous. I don't know if I can get involved in that. This guy's getting beaten here on the subway or this lady's getting raped. I don't know if I want to get involved in that. I can get beaten up too. I can get hurt here too. So easy for us to come up with good motives for not doing the right thing. They could have stopped and prayed. They could, maybe they prayed while they were walking. They, they, it's almost time. The temple's about to start. I gotta, I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna pray there. I'll join everyone. I'll have a prayer meeting when we get there. Right? Let's pray for that person. Lord bless you. <laughs> okay. So good Samaritan anyway had right motive and right action. Peter, not wanting his feet washed by Yeshua. His motive? Right? His action? Wrong? Okay. Correct. Right. His motive was, uh, I'm not worthy, and no way should my Lord and Master be bowing down before me, and and humbling himself in this way, you need to be exalted. I'm the one who needs to be humbled and be serving you. So his motive was right, but she wanted to teach him a lesson that uh, we need to be continually cleansed, even though he's been immersed, continually cleansed all through our lives, a continual growing process in the Lord, a continual sanctifying process taking place in our Lord. And then we need to serve others. No matter what our position, no matter what, where God takes us and uses us, we need to remain lowly and humble as Yeshua did as our example and always willing to help others and to place others above ourselves. Here's another great one, okay? Ananias and Sapphira, they bring, they sell their property and they give 50% of it uh, to the work. And, um, but they had told people that they were gonna give 100%, okay? Their motive, wrong motive. Their action? Wrong action? Half and half? Wrong, wrong. Most people seem to be saying wrong, wrong. Motivation was right, but the action was wrong. Motivation was right? Okay, and the action was wrong? Computer says. Motive was wrong, right? Because what was their motive? Probably. To look good. To look good, right, yeah. Barnabas did this and he got exalted and everyone's excited. He sold his property and he gave and others did that. And we want to be known like Barnabas. We want to get our name in the paper. All right, so that was their motive, right? Because why else would they lie about it? How about their actions? Well, you say their actions were bad. I'll tell you what. You want to give 50% to the synagogue? I won't ask you what your motives are, <laughs> you know? I mean, that's pretty good. <laughs> Sell the property and give them 50%. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Well, the lie is wrong, right? It's always wrong to lie, right? But the giving of the 50%, within the Bible doesn't say they had to give 50%. The Bible says 10%, right? So they could do whatever they want with the other 90%, give more of it as an offering as well, uh, or do whatever they want with it. But they gave 50%. That's pretty good. I think that's a good action, <laughs> even if the motive is right, wrong. And there's a lot of people who give for wrong motives, whether to want God's blessing and hope this is going to get me more, and if I give more, God will, give me, God will be obligated to, to bless me more. 
and our motives can easily be wrong. God loves a cheerful giver, right? Not a grudging giver. It feels like, oh, I have to, and under the law, the law tells me I have to, and so I'm going to do it just so I'll be right with God, just so I can go to heaven. Right? So our motives can always be wrong, even though the action would still be right. And then there's plenty who say, well, God knows my heart, and God knows I'd love to, and I would want to, but I got all these bills, and they don't give even the biblical amount. And they say, well, my heart was right, my motive was there, my heart was there. So really, in all of these things, the point of the whole exercise is to uh, see that it's not easy. And there were a few times that we all agreed it's not easy to judge anyone else's motives, and that's why we're not to judge anyone else's motives, because we don't know. There could be lots of different motives going through their heart and mind that we don't see, but God sees and God knows. And even the actions, it's not so easy to judge their actions. Anyone seeing what Abraham was planning on doing would say, this guy is nuts. Let's lock him up in an asylum, right? And put him in prison forever. Take the kid away. Right? So we cannot judge actions or motives on anyone else. But we also see that in the judgment, we will be judged both on our motives and our actions, and they must be right, right, or they will not stand. A right, wrong, or a wrong, right, will not stand the judgment. Even if you got the right motive and the best heart, but if you're not doing the right thing, it won't stand. That's why the seal of God and the, and the mark of the beast is on the hand and on the forehead, or the forehead. Hand or the forehead, the mark of the beast. So if the action is wrong, but the mind, the motive is right, still disobedience to God. It's still the mark of the beast. Right? That's why it's not a physical thing. When God's talking there in Revelation, it's not talking about a physical thing, a tattoo or anything, or a chip. He's talking about what we do with our hands and what we choose to do. So it's either or. So if our choice is wrong, even if our action is right, it's still wrong. Like Jonah. Or if our motive is wrong, but our action is right, it's still wrong. It has to be both. We have to have the right heart, the right motive. God's law is in our heart and in our minds and on our hands. That's where God's law is, in all three places. To place it in our minds, our choices, to love his law, to choose to obey his law, and then to act it out with our hands. And so we need to pray to God and ask God, reveal to me my motives. Because our heart will lie to us. Our heart will say, your motives are good, your motives are right. Oh, you wouldn't, should never do that. That would be harmful. That would be good. You know, you need to die with Eve, you know, whatever. We come up with lots of different motives that sound good on the surface, we can easily convince ourselves or let the devil convince ourselves that our motives are right and that our actions will serve some greater good somewhere, somehow. Moses killing the Egyptian, this will serve some greater good somewhere, somehow, and I need to do this to help other people. And so we need to have God speak to us, not our heart speak to us. Our heart is deceitful and above all things, desperately wicked. Who can know it? So our motives will lie to us all the time, make us feel good about our wrong actions. But we need the Holy Spirit to reveal to us our motives, 
Search me and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So we pray, allow God to reveal to us our motives, and then we look to the word of God to what actions are correct. And then we need the Holy Spirit. We need the, the blood of Messiah to forgive us for the wrong motives or the wrong actions. And we need the Holy Spirit to enlighten our minds and our hearts to give us the right motives. And we need the power of the Holy Spirit to give us the right actions. That he comes in us and lives in us and through us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Right? To will is motive. To do is action. Right? So that's why we need the Holy Spirit, the Messiah, to live in us. Both to will, have the right motive, and to do. It's his power both ways. And he will give us the right motive and the right action if we surrender ourselves on a daily basis and allow him to live in us and through us, sealing us for his kingdom. And so what about you this week? How have your motives been this week? How have your actions been this week? Or how about this month? Or how about this year? You guys didn't give me any problem shouting out the wrongs and rights for all those Bible people. <laughs> how willing are we to allow the light of God's word to shine upon our record and our actions and our motives over this past week, month, year? Thankfully, we have the merciful, sacrificial Messiah who's given himself to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. He'll cleanse our hearts and our minds, renewing our minds and our actions, and compelling us, constraining us. The love of God constrains us, compels us to do what is right. Make all things new, both heart and mind and life, that there is no guile in our mouth or in our hearts or in our lives, without spot, without wrinkle. And so that's why we need the Holy Spirit on a daily basis, on a daily choices, on daily thoughts, as, as the devil tries to pull us in the wrong direction, even with lying to us that it's a right motive, like he did with Eve. Oh, this will be good for God's cause. You'll be smarter, you'll be greater, you'll be better. You'll be like God. What's wrong with that? Right? He didn't come and say, disobey God. I forget about God. Right? So the, we need God's motives. We need God's spirit. And we need God empowering us to do the right actions. And not worry about anyone else. Right? And stop judging everybody else's motives. It was fun for an exercise, you know, to make a point. But it's not for us to judge others. But it is for us allow the Holy Spirit to judge us here and now, today, and on a daily basis, so that we can allow him to correct us and change us into his image. Okay, so let's pray, and if God is revealing to you that you've been judgmental of others, of their motives, maybe in your mind, or maybe with your words, maybe with your conversations about other people, whether it's someone who drove past you, or, or someone you know, some action in their life. You've been judging other people's motives. And the moment when we pray, you can surrender that to the Lord and ask him to forgive you and cleanse you and to give you his mind to be meek and humble and not to be judging others. 
Secondly, if God's revealed to you that your motives have been wrong, maybe you've also been judging people's actions, and again, their actions might on the outside might look wrong, but it might be right. So you've been judging people's motives or actions on a daily basis, surrender that to the Lord. Secondly, if God's convicted you that your motives haven't always been right, some, if he's bringing to mind some specific thing, not general, but some specific thing he's bringing to your mind, some, some moment this week or this month, recently, when your motives really weren't right. Maybe you tried to explain it away, tried to find good in that motive, surrender it to the Lord, receive his forgiveness. And if God's convicting you that there have been some actions, maybe your motives were right, but your actions didn't follow through with what you knew to be right, and you want God to give you the power to do what is right as well. Let's pray and let God do his work. Our Lord and our God, King of the universe, we are thankful for your love, and we are thankful, Lord, for your forgiveness and your cleansing, and we are thankful that you are alive and that you are able to come and empower us. I thank you that you live on this earth in the flesh as an example of right motives and right actions. And so forgive us for the times when we have judged others. Forgive us for when we have excused our actions with motives, wrong motives. And forgive us for when we have done wrong. Forgive us for excusing our actions by our motives. We surrender it all to you. And we ask that you would take out our heart of stone, our heart of flesh, and give us your heart of flesh. Take out the carnal mind and give us the divine mind. Place your mind in us. Let this mind be in us that was in Yeshua the Messiah. Take a hold of our hands and our feet and our mouths and use them for your honor and glory in doing right and being obedient for your honor and for your glory. In Yeshua's name, amen.